Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Before we jump into the show, let's get the contact information out of the way. You can contact me several different ways. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. You can also record an MP3 or WAV file and email that to me. If you're not comfortable with recording an audio message, please feel free to contact me via email, and I'll read your comments out on the next show. The address for both email and audio content is firearmscafe at gmail.com. That's all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook listener page, a Twitter account, and a YouTube channel. There are buttons for these at the website, which is firearmscafe.com, so please go there and click on these buttons and like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and subscribe to me on YouTube. They are all free. If you would like to support the show financially, at the website there is an Amazon search box. If you use it, Amazon will give me a finder's fee on any products that you buy at no additional cost to you. I also have a donate button through PayPal. I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for spending your time with me and listening to the show. Hey everybody, look who's back. Today is Monday, it's the 4th of August, 2014. I tell you what, July was not, I repeat, not conducive to putting out a show. Had a bunch of family stuff going on and also we went to Sitka, Alaska, which uh, is a beautiful place. Tons of outdoor stuff to do. Unfortunately, they also have tons of bears, tons of grizzly bears. We fortunately did not see any on any of the trails or any of the stuff that uh, that we were doing. Uh, but a beautiful place. My brother actually has a small apartment up there, and so they were actually gone. And uh, they said, well, hey, you know, try and time it, and, and uh, when we're gone, you can come up and stay at our place, which, quite frankly, was one of the reasons we were able to actually afford to go, uh, because we were able to stay kind of for free up there. Uh, but a beautiful, beautiful place. It was funny you would read in the in the paper you know, so-and-so spotted a bear at 2 a.m. or this happened or you would go to certain places where you were going to hike in and they would have signs, you know, uh, brown bear spotted three days ago at such and such a place. Uh, but like I said, we never saw any. Um, but if you ever get the chance to go, it is just breathtakingly beautiful up there. Um, the weather, it's uh, its always like in the 60s and 50s right around in there um, during the summertime. I, I'm not sure how it gets during, uh, you know, the winter months. Uh, but I, I think they get snow there as well. Uh, maybe not tons and tons because they are an island. Um, but lots of fishing charters, lots of stuff out there. Interesting thing, I didn't see anybody open carrying up there. I'm sure there were tons and tons of people around me that were uh, carrying concealed. Uh, but uh, typical island island uh, attitude, everybody's kind of, you know, for the most part, is pretty relaxed and friendly and laid back and you know, not too worried about this and that. So anyway, a great, like I said, a great place to go if you ever can. Also, what's nice about Alaska is uh, you can, uh, if you bring a firearm in, uh, you don't need a permit there. Alaska, I think, recognizes all out-of-state permits. Um, you have very few restrictions on where you can and can't carry up there, uh, you know, concealed or open, that type of thing. Uh, so anyway, um, and I, th- I don't think they have restrictions on open carry. I, I, uh, I was carrying my brother. I used one of his guns up there to carry, um, and I was always concealed. So, uh, anyway, doesn't matter. 
Um, let's talk about a little bit of feedback that we got, and this has to do with um, on the last show, which was about a month ago. Uh, so thanks for sticking with me. But anyway, it had to do with the uh, vibrator commercial. And so Daniel wrote in and he said, Hi, Tony. I think that commercial was designed to legitimize that gun control group. What they're saying is not something new. The underlying message is lock up your guns or your kids will find them. Something gun control, excuse me, something gun owners have been preaching for years. So now finally they have said something that is actually gun safety and not gun control. And if I may say so, they did it in a funny, impactful way. So kudos for that. They are playing the long game, trying to gain support from gun owners and finally legitimize their gun control agenda. I expect the next three commercials for them to be real gun safety ideas, trying to trick those of us who know better that they are on our side. Uh, Once that happens, they will be the compromise between the NRA and the gun control groups. And already the NRA is not as pro-gun as I wish them to be. So anything less, I fully believe, is a gun control agenda. Thank you so much for the show. And that is from Daniel. So thanks for sending that in, Daniel. You know, it is interesting. When we look in the past, uh, it really seems like a lot of their campaigns, I guess, were more designed almost to to reach sort of their own people uh, because they would be thinly veiled attack ads against anybody who owned firearms. And when we're looking at advocacy on either side, either on the pro-gun side or on the anti-gun side, we're not we're not trying to reach the deep ends of those pools. What we're trying to do is get the people that are sort of in the middle, kind of in that middle ground. And what we're trying to do is say, you know, look my way and at least give me a chance to talk to you. And here's here's my points of view. And, and here's what I think. The extremes on either side are 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 not trying to win over or convince each other again. So I think that's what you know. When before last show, I was thinking, well, what are these guys trying to accomplish, and did they do that? And I guess I guess they kind of did. You know, I I didn't know that last time. I kind of thought maybe they didn't accomplish what they were setting out to do, and what were they really saying? And I think maybe I kind of thought a little bit too much into it, but they they are taking a, a smarter tack. They're taking a, 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 a tract of, you know, let's try and just appeal to the thing. Let's get our name out there. Let's maybe see if we can get something that goes viral. And at least somebody maybe looks our way and comes to our website. And then we can, we can put what stuff we want out there, out there. Uh, now I did go to every town for gun safety sites. I went to uh, the, mom's demand action and I went to Brady's site and uh, they are disingenuous I guess in how they're presenting the information they are using uh, still on their sites they're using very little facts and using emotional appeal still uh, and I guess it's just because they can't use the facts. They can't lay the stuff out the way that they want. 
Uh, but if you look at the language on some of them, you know, they're saying like this, uh, you know, enact in, in these laws and these laws will save lives. Well, laws aren't going to save any lives. Laws don't stop people from doing anything. Now, maybe we can, on a later show, we can go into more of why we have laws, what laws are really there for, why we have them written down, um, that type of thing. But laws don't do anything to stop somebody from 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 doing a certain act. Uh, you could say that there could be a, um, maybe a little bit of a deterrent because of the punishment that you might receive if you break those laws. But, you know, so, but uh, anyway, I think, I, I don't know. I haven't seen any other commercials from them. That doesn't mean that there won't be any. I don't know if they, if, if from their standpoint, they got the success that they wanted. Maybe they did. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. Now, on a little bit of a different, a different thing, I, uh, it was in a Twitter feed that I got, I think it was sometime last week. And I don't know if this was a recent clip from the view. I'm not real familiar with all the people that are on the view and I'm not real familiar with their stance on guns. I, I think in the past it may have been a little bit more leaning toward the anti side. I don't, again, I don't know. I can't, I can't really say for sure one way or the other. An interesting thing that this clip was there, uh, they showed a, a commercial for, I believe it was, uh, I think it was like maybe Moms Demand Action or Every Town, which is, they're basically the same thing. They're all funded by Bloomberg. But in the commercial, a guy breaks in and he ends up murdering his wife in front of the, in front of their kid, uh, that type of thing. And then as the commercial ends, a lady who I think is from, I think I recognize her from when I'm at the gym and I'll see like, you know, the Good Morning America is up on one of the TV screens. I think it was one of those lady, or maybe she was from the Today Show or something like that. I don't know what, I can't remember what, but anyway, not important. Anyway, she was like, oh, you know, isn't that a powerful thing? Isn't that impactful? And then the other four women that were there was like, oh yeah, they are. And there was um, Jenny McCarthy... That guest lady, I think she's a guest. I don't think she's, because um, I recognize her from a different show. And then there were two other women that I think are regulars on the show. I think, but I'm not 100% sure. But anyway, one of the ladies says, well, yeah, you know, that's terrible and that shouldn't happen and this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, the other night I was home with my son and someone was trying to break in and I thought, if somebody gets through that door, what am I going to do? Because I don't have, I don't have anything. I got no way to protect myself. And then Jenny McCarthy was saying something like, yeah, somebody actually did break into our house uh, and actually got in while I was there with my kids. And I can't remember if she said she had a gun. I think she did. And, um, or, or maybe that was the turning point for her when she was like, well, yeah, I'm going to get a gun. And then the other lady who was, who was originally talking was saying like, well, yeah, you should go out and you should get one and you should get training and you should know how to use it. And then she talked about how there was another lady, not her, but another lady who uh, had gone up into her attic with her, with her kids and this guy was coming in and he popped his head up through the attic and boom, she shot him. And that was kind of the end of that. 
Um, now, whether that was an anecdotal thing or an actual thing that happened, I don't know. Uh, but the important thing there was the points that they were making. And then the lady from, I think, the, maybe the Today Show or wherever she's from was saying like, well, I've got kids in the house and I don't want to have guns. And they're like, oh, well, you know, I used to think that too. But if somebody breaks in, what are you going to do? You, if you've got a bat or you've got this or that, you've got one chance. And if they take it from you, you're done. Uh, and then another lady was saying something like, yeah, you know, I, you know, she, when the whole thing started, she was like, well, I disagree, you know, with the ad and this, that, and the other thing. And she was saying, you know, grabbing the butcher knife off of the counter, you know, isn't going to do anything. And so I think that, or I'm sure that when that ad was originally given to the view, it was probably with the expectation that they would really kind of rally around the anti-gun, the anti-gun view of, you know, guns are bad, blah, blah, blah. And I think it turned, it, it kind of backfired on them. Uh, when I saw that thing, I remember thinking when I was watching the commercial, boy, it would be better if she had a firearm, you know, and that she had directed her kid to go get in the safe room and she had gone in there. And even if he was in there and if he breaks down the door, you know, right when he comes in, it's like, you know, bang, bang, bang. The, one of the reasons I wanted to bring up the thing about the view, uh, again, it goes back to who is watching that show uh, and who are they going to reach? Again, they're, they're, a lot of the people that watch that show, I'm sure, are anti-gun. A lot of people that watch that show are pro-gun. Probably the majority of the people that watch that show are right in the middle somewhere. Maybe they own a gun, maybe they don't, but they probably don't really think about it all that much. And I think that, that segment on their show had a, a really good impact um, because it's using logic and it's using reason and it's saying, whatever your view, if it's you and your family and somebody is coming in there, and statistically it's usually not just one person if it's a, if it's a home invasion type thing. But anyway, if it's just you and your family that that cell phone isn't going to help you. That alarm system going off isn't really going to help you because they can get to you and hurt you rather quickly. Uh, so anyway, uh, I did think that was really interesting. What else did I want to talk about? Oh, <laughs> the um, the Rolling Stone thing article that was a couple of three weeks ago or whatever uh it's still up you can you can go to um uh to their website and it's called the five most dangerous guns in america and then what they do is they basically say the five most dangerous guns are semi-automatic pistols revolvers rifles shotguns and derringers now i gotta tell you when when I first saw that, I thought it was an onion. I thought it, I thought there's, this can't be real. That's ridiculous. And that's like saying, well, what's the five, you know, the five most dangerous people, types of people in America are men, women, people that are tall, people that are short and people that are alive. <laughs> I mean, it's laughable. And I think, I mean, I really think they kind of took a, 
kind of a, uh, not necessarily, I don't know if it's a beating, but they really kind of were sort of seen as, man, this is just patently ridiculous. You know, the, you know, you're, this is obviously like a payroll piece. And it's, you know, even if you, again, if you're, if you're in the middle ground, you're just like, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, and had they, had they been more genuine about it and just said, you know, all guns are dangerous in America and here's the type of guns that are out there, you know, at least you could have said, okay, well, uh, I understand where you're coming from type thing. But, uh, I thought that was just one of the, probably one of the most ridiculous things I've seen in a long time. Let's see. Oh, um, speaking of other more ridiculous stuff, there was a uh, some jerk out here in Arizona, in the Phoenix area, who went to Sky Harbor, which is the basically the Phoenix airport, and he took a I think an AR-15 with him. Took it to the airport and uh, caused a stir. Now apparently, I guess he had done this in the past. He got arrested eventually for uh, you know misdemeanor weapons misconduct or something like that what it the way that the way that the article made it sound was that he went to the airport and then pointed the rifle at a a woman and her 17 year old daughter but if you read a little bit further basically when he went to go sit down i guess he unslung the rifle and he muzzled them or he bent over and somehow the muzzle was pointed at them. I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what happened there. However, um, you know, it sort of brings up the bigger point of, you know, is this guy hurting us? Is he helping us? You know, when you're doing things like that or when people do things like that, most most people that listen to this show are not going to engage in that kind of idiocy. idiocy excuse me. Basically, when you're doing something like that, what you're doing is you're being an advocate. So you're engaging in advocacy to try and win, win the hearts and minds again of those people that are, are middle ground. And you're wanting to to engage them in a conversation, you know, uh, a, uh, not maybe a literal conversation with them. But, you know, uh, you're wanting to get them to kind of maybe look at things maybe a little bit more from your side and, and to kind of come over to your camp and kind of say, well, here's, you know, here's our points again, blah, 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 like we'd said before. And so when things like this happens, what it does is it it turns people to the opposite side. It turns people more, excuse me, to the anti-gun side. I guess this guy got, uh, like I said, he got arrested. Um, we'll see what happens in court. Um, but like I said, the, the what will be kind of bandied about will be, oh, this guy took his gun to the to the airport and was pointing it at people. Because when I first saw the, the article in the first thing, that's what it made it sound like. Like this guy was just going and just pointing it at people. And that's not what, what actually happened. Uh, anyway... You know, it kind of kind of makes I I've kind of had a little bit of a change in thought on open carry. I look, I still support open carry, and if you want to do it and you're doing it responsible, that's fine. Uh, for me, you know, I live in a state in Arizona where there's open carry. 
Uh, you can you can carry concealed without a permit as long as you're not a prohibited possessor. You can uh, you know get your get a permit and, and have that and carry concealed that way. Um, and I do see. I still see occasionally here, it's more rare, I do still still see occasionally here people that are carrying openly. It's, it's very rare. I have, other than a, an actual rally or a march, I have never seen anybody carry a long gun openly anywhere. Um, would I ever carry a long gun openly? Probably at a rally or a march where it was... It was not, I don't know if expected is the right word, but it would be within the sort of the social contract of, yeah, that's okay for me to carry that there. And a social contract is different than, than like a law type thing. If, if I don't know if you guys are kind of get, get the point. Um, but it would be socially acceptable in that thing, whether you thought it was okay to carry a gun or, or were pro gun or not, you would say, Oh, they're doing it in a rally. And so I understand that this person isn't here to shoot up the grocery store or to shoot up the airport. Um, I, I understand the context of what that is. And no matter who's sort of using that footage, it it would come out that, oh, well, that was a rally. It wasn't like, oh, that was at a Starbucks or that was at a, uh, at a Target or this, that, and the other thing. Um, so again, you know, the, the open carry is, uh, I'm coming around more to the side of, of unless that's sort of the only way you can do it, um, that if you are doing open carry, it is more of an advocacy thing. Uh, some people may do it more for comfort, uh, but if you are, and this would be along the line of a handgun, there are still ways that you can do it discreetly. There are still ways where you can be a um, an ambassador for self-defense rights in this country. Uh, so anyway, um, speaking of stuff on our side, it looks like last week in DC, they said you can't ban the concealed carry of handguns. And also if somebody has a permit from another state, you have to recognize that. Now that would be district of Columbia, which is going to be different than, than Utah or then Arizona saying, well, you, you know, uh, what if you look at Arizona, Arizona honors everybody's state or everybody's permit. Um, but if you look at a place like Washington, Washington says we don't honor out of state permits unless you like border us or something like that. I think Oregon is kind of this, maybe the same way. I think Oregon does it like if you border, if you're a border state with them, they'll let you, they honor your permit, or maybe it's Washington. I can't remember. Anyway, you could find that stuff out on if you go to handgunlaw. You uh, dot handgunlaw. Is it handgunlawus.net or something like? No, handgunlaw. Dot us. Is that it? I think that's it. Anyway, you type in handgunlaw. You'll you'll eventually get to it. You guys are all very capable. Um, now I kind of lost my train of thought. Anyway. Uh, I was talking about the websites, talking about <laughs> talking about other stuff. I've kind of lost some of my mojo here. Oh, I was talking about the DC uh, ban. That's what it was being lifted. It is a, a big victory for us. Um, I think that that there has been a stay on that. 
well, they're going to appeal it to a different court. However, if we look at all the other rulings that have happened, it's going to be, we're winning more and more and more. And as and I, like I've said before, as more and more precedents get set, it becomes harder and harder once these things go into the court just you know to to uphold a lot of these bans and stuff because they can say well look it's it's you know it's proven here here and here and here uh that you can do these things this is this can't be any different um you know if all americans can do this here you know all across a place this can't be the only place that they can't you know exercise certain civil liberties or, or certain rights or freedoms uh but anyway it looked like you know it had gotten ruled that way and then there was a a, what is it called, a stay, I guess, has been issued. So people were able actually to carry concealed if they had a permit, you know, for more for about a minute. And then uh, it looks like that that has been issued. Um, what do I think is going to happen long term? Long term, I think it's going to be probably in D.C., a thing where they will have to allow concealed carry for re- for residents. They may or may not allow other people from out of state to carry if they meet. What I would think is that they would make them meet certain criteria. So me as a resident from Arizona, I may not meet the criteria that they want, but I would probably be able to have, I would, there would be a way, there would have to be a way where I could meet that criteria. And because it's the district of Columbia, not a state, Things are going to be a little bit different. Will that have spillover effect if something like that does come down eventually? Will it have a spillover effect to the other states? And I would I would have to say yes. And I would say it would probably be something eventually it's going to be, it'll it'll roll out toward it'll be something like um like Arizona does, where they say if you have a permit from your state, you can carry here. Now, again, Arizona is a little different. They also say as long as you're not a prohibited possessor, you can carry here. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that how that stuff kind of uh, falls out. Speaking of the legal stuff, um, there is a lot of bills and a lot of legislations that's coming to or, or their proposed legislation, I guess I should say that are coming to some of the pro-gun states, Arizona, Oregon, Washington, and, and uh, I think there was another one, I can't, maybe Nevada, something like that, where they're looking to expand the universal background check, which, you know, on its surface, it would appeal to most to most people in that, in that uh, middle ground. Um, but what they don't tell about it is it really redefines what possession means. It really redefines... You know, if you're, you know, if you wanted to shoot, just give somebody the gun for them to look at, in in some places they're in possession of it, and that's that is seen as more as of, of almost like a transfer of ownership type thing, um, to where you can't even touch somebody else's gun, that type of deal. So um, usually, though, that that nonsense usually gets struck down. Um, but th- what their main agenda may be with this stuff is to get rid of private sale. So uh, Arizona, Oregon has private sale. So 
say in Arizona and Oregon, as long as we have a reasonable belief that the person we are selling or buying a firearm from is legitimate, um, there's no, uh, there's no restriction on that. So, uh, you know, you could buy a gun from me. I could buy one from you as long as I don't think it's stolen or, or as long as I don't think that you're a, if I'm selling it to you, as long as I don't think you're a prohibited possessor, I can go ahead and do that. And I think that what these universal background things are doing is that's what they want. That's what they really want to get rid of. They will put all this other nonsense about, you know, this, you know, if you hand a gun to them, it's transfer of ownership because they, they can afford to have that knocked out. That can be the thing that you give up. That's going to be your sacrifice. Because the main thing and the real thing that you want is you want to end private sales. And eventually, if you can end private sales, then you've got access to all the records. Now, they will tell you, oh, those records, you know, they're, they're, they don't, that's all, that's all BS. I guarantee you they've got, they've got copies of that stuff somewhere. Or they, they feel, uh, if they don't actually have databases of it, they feel that we've got the records. We can access those records pretty much any time we want because the people, the, the merchants um, or the gun dealers or however you want to say it, their licensing depends on them playing by our rules. So we can get those records whenever we want. So we've, we've got basically kind of a de facto uh, registration already. Now, that kind of brings up another point. It's a thing we've talked about before is that if you lived in a state where you could buy and sell guns privately, would it behoove you not necessarily to sell everything that you have and uh, replace them all with guns that you've bought privately so that there is no record, but would it behoove you to maybe go out and buy a, uh, would just say like a Glock 19, would it behoove you to buy maybe an AR 15 privately so that there's no record of it? And if there ever came a time where they were, they were coming for the guns, uh, and I know this is going way down the rabbit hole, but if they, if that time ever came and they would say, okay, we show you as owning one AR 15, one, uh, Smith and Wesson M and P, uh, the AR-15 is a Ruger, uh, blah, blah, blah. We, you got to hand those in or, you know, you got to come down to the station and turn them in and blah, blah, blah. And you go ahead and do that. But of course they don't have any record of you purchasing the Glock 19 and they don't have any record of you purchasing a, uh, who's, who's uh, like a rock river arms or a stag you know, a stag AR-15 that you had bought off some guy. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I guess from my standpoint, and maybe from like a preparedness mindset standpoint, it wouldn't hurt to do something like that. You know, in case things kind of go pear-shaped or go belly up one day. With the strides that we're making, do I think that that's something that you know, is a probability, uh, probably very low probability. Is it something that could happen? Is it, so is it, is it possible? Yeah, that's possible. Uh, but again, is it probable? Uh, not with what we're seeing now. So anyway, 
Um, I think I will go ahead and draw the show to a close. I've said about all I want to say. Thanks for sticking with me through my little mini hiatus there. And uh, there, remember, there's also lots of other great shows. There's uh, Ken and Brian with Modern Rifleman Radio. You got Gunfighter Cast, Gun Dudes. Oh, um, also, don't forget, go if you want to listen to last week's show of Gun Talk. Alan Gura and Alan Gottlieb were on the third hour of that. So you may want to go ahead and give that a listen. In fact, I would recommend that you do that if you if you haven't already. Because they lay out a lot of the stuff that's happened with DC. I haven't listened to Gun Talk from yesterday. So I don't know if he's if there's going to be follow-up on, on what's going on with DC. Uh, generally, he's uh, he's got his ear to the ground pretty well over there. So... In fact, when I get done with this, I'm going to go ahead and start uh, start listening to that. Oh, so another one we don't want to forget is Chaz over at the old Road Gunner podcast. So, you know, throw the guy a bone. Um, you know, it'll make him feel better. Give him a little boost to the old self-esteem if he can pretend that he's got somebody that actually listens to his show instead of just, you know, playing it for his dog over and over again. Earlier in the show, I had talked about the clip or the segment from The View, and I found it on YouTube, and I wanted to give you at least the audio of it. You can type in uh, The View Goes Pro Gun, and you can find the video if you want to actually see them, Uh, but I did want you to actually have the audio so you could hear what they say and how the flow of the conversation went. safety group that is trying to pressure Republican senators to support new gun restriction laws for domestic abusers with a brutal PSA. Now, warning, gets your kids out of the room because this is pretty disturbing. Take a look. 911, what's your emergency? It's my ex. He's trying to break in. Do you have a restraining order? This is my yes, house. please. My, my son family. is here. Open the door. I need to stay calm. He just broke in the door. You need to come now. Get away from him. Right? Effective, Laura? I would say highly effective. I mean, so upsetting. Very strong message, and that's for the, that's not, the qu- uh, for not getting a gun for I, you for, know, the, for, for having gun safety. Right, totally disagree, well, okay. but that's the that's can the I catch tell you here. The, can I tell you the flip side of, right. of that? And that it that is absolutely so disturbing. But the flip side is when I was at my home and the alarm went off, and I ran in my son's uh, bedroom, and Jeffrey was crying, and I realized all I had to protect me and somebody coming around that corner was a daggone mm-hmm. wicker trash basket, mm-hmm. and I said to myself and everybody said to me, well, get a bat. You got one chance to use a bat, and if they take it away, get pepper spray. You know how close they got to get to you? If you use pepper spray, you got one of these. They're not going to come near you and your child. So when you're sitting there, you don't know how to protect your child. When I was in my early 20s, I had a stalker. I mean, a lot of people have that situation, whether they are on TV or not on TV. And I remember feeling so vulnerable. And I remember just constantly going to sleep at night, wishing that I could go over and grab my dad's gun, you know, and keep it behind my bed. I, you know, the knife, the butcher knife in the kitchen wasn't going to work for me. I have two two kids. I would never want a gun in the house. But that that made me. 
in circumstances like Sherry, where, you know, people try to break in and I'm with my son going, I wish I had something to protect myself. I with. think that's the thing when you're standing there and if you've ever been in a situation where you have children and you go, what like do I have? I used to think like you too when you're sitting here and going. What, was the, what, what changed you? The, the, uh, th that happened Feeling to me. Like you can't they were, they were trying to get in and I felt out of control and I had a child and I was thinking to myself, God, I wish I had a gun and I wish, you know, I, I have it very well protected now. There's no Locked way. Up. Go to the gun range, know how That's to use right. it. Yeah. There was a man who, who broke into a woman's house. She was up in the attic. She had her two twins. He, as soon as he put his face in the attic, she shot him. I bet you'll never try to break in that woman's house again. <laughs> Long story short, don't come in me and Jerry's don't house. We'll be right don't back with even more hot topics. Anyway, that will wrap it up for today. All right. I will talk to you guys next time. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.